I want to, in a few minutes, say about the power of resurrection. Somebody say the power of resurrection. Say it again. What is resurrection? Resurrection is an is the act of returning to life after death. Resurrection is to rise from the dead. The act of returning to life after death. Hallelujah. Returning to life after death. Resurrection is not resuscitation. Hallelujah. It's different. Resurrection means that the person is dead. Hallelujah. Is confirmed dead. And when somebody is confirmed dead, medicine has no answer. Actually, if you try to pray for a resurrection, doctors will tell you, what are you doing? Because a dead person, clinically dead and dead and dead and dead, for medicine, there's nothing to do except for burial. So when we talk about resurrection, it means that he's proven dead, and yet he came back. And you know, he did not come back as a ghost. He came back as he. Some person, somebody that is resurrected goes back to his family. Hallelujah. Now, yesterday we told you that the death of Jesus gave us the Zoe life. How many people were here? First John 5, 11, it says, this is the testimony that we have eternal life. And that life, this life is in his son. So when Jesus died, he gave us his life. Amen? It was a transfer. When he died, he gave us his life. But that life that he gave us was not activated. Amen? The life Jesus gave us was not activated. When he died at the cross, the curtain split. There was an earthquake. There was darkness over the earth. Hallelujah. And then there was a transfer. When he gave up his ghost, there was a transfer. Where his ghost came, his spirit came and gave us life. But that life was not activated. Amen. The only thing that activates life is resurrection. Can I give you a scripture? I know you want the scripture. Let's go to Matthew 27, verse 50 to 53. Uh, let's go quickly. Matthew 27, 50 to 53. Can you put it there? Let's read it together. One, two, three. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Let's go on. Then behold, the veil of a temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked, and the rock were split. And the grave were opened, and many bodies of a saint who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the grave after his resurrection... They went into the city and appeared to many. Remember when, the, when Jesus died, they, were, they rose, but they were still in the grave. They rose from the dead, but they were in the grave for three days. 
They were alive, but they couldn't move. Life came into them, but they were still there. It's only on the day of resurrection they came out of the grave. They could not come out of the grave without the activation of resurrection. Come on. So they were in the grave, but not activated. Alive, but not activated. Can I submit to you that people that don't understand the principle have received life from Jesus, but not activated? There are some people that are not activated. They say, I have life. Yes, you are breathing in the spirit, but you are not activated. Because your life is still controlled by the circumstances of your grave. Mm. And you know, when you are in that grave, you see only a tiny portion of the sky. Because you are six foot under. So people are in the church. They have a life of God in them. But that life does not do much. Because the resurrection has not been reality to them yet. You see, they say when they rose, they went where? In the city. What did they go to do there? Put it there, put it there, quickly. Yeah. And coming out of a grave, after, it means they didn't come out of a grave after their resurrection. They only came after his resurrection. So the thing that activates you is not the life that you just received. It's his. Come on, somebody, somebody will get this this morning. His resurrection. They went into the city and what? The very first sign that you are activated is that you share your testimony. If you don't share your testimony, you might have life, but you are not activated. Anyone that is ashamed of sharing the gospel, we're not saying you don't have a life of God, but you are not activated. When they came, they went and presented themselves to many. Why? To testify that we have risen. They went and testified to their families that the very Jesus that you crucified has risen and is the reason why we are here. Ooh, I imagine the, 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 the commotion in Jerusalem. You wake up, your uncle that was dead 10 years ago is in the house. No, no, place yourself there in that reality. You wake up, the guy that you buried is sitting in the lounge waiting for you. Oh, in Africa. <laughs> my God, my God, my God, my God. We will run and run and run and run. And then we will try to make some sacrifices to repair the curse. These people came out of a grave, walked into the city. Woo! You go to the kitchen. Ow! What is that? Ah, Uncle Tabo is here. <laughs> ah, what are you talking about? No, he was here. He just spoke to me. And he says, he's coming to talk to you too. 
those who rose from the dead were not ashamed. And they went and presented themselves to people and said, we are here. We are here. They say the sin that fell asleep. Remember, we didn't, they didn't specify who were those sins. It could have been Noah. It could have been Elijah. They came as a testimony of the resurrection. I wonder if the church understands this. That our, the testimony of our life in Christ is at the mercy of our testimony. Yes. How many times have you gone back to your family and tell them I was dead in my trespasses. Now here I am, I'm alive. How many times have you gone to people that used to know you and tell them it's not the same men that you used to know? How many times your life has been a testimony to those who knew you were dead? We are sitting, singing, but we are waiting for our testimony. Somebody is waiting for you to testify that once I was blind, but now. I'm not talking about evangelists. I'm talking about your personal work. I'm not talking about setting up a stage. I'm talking about what are you diffusing around you? The aroma of, of life or the aroma of your death? They knew you. How do they know you now? Do they know you as the same that claimed to have died and came back? Or do they know you as a new person in Christ? You are quiet. Hmm. What kind of testimony are you giving out there that testifies that you are now alive in Christ Jesus? Yet you have a life. But are you out of that grave? We can bring all these things. You know, one of the scriptures that is the most misused is Romans chapter number 12. Where the apostle Paul says, do not conform yourself to the pattern of this world, but be renewed, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hallelujah. So, what do we understand by renewal of mind has misled us? Renewal of your mind simply means Forsake what you believe and believe what God says. That's the renewal of mind. There's nothing else. It's not a process by which you, I'm renewing my mind today. No, it does not work like that. It's an act of believing just what God says so that you may approve what the will of God is. So when I know that I was blind, now I'm seeing, my mind is renewed already. So we are talking through a process that never ends. So we justify our failures by the fact that I'm still renewing my mind. What are you doing? 
time you come to the truth, your mind is renewed. Because when you come to the truth, you don't think like lies anymore. Hallelujah. I thought I was broke until I read I'm blessed. My mind is renewed. Just in that second. I don't think like that anymore. Now I can say I am blessed. So today, you, your mind is being renewed as I'm talking to you. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. This word, Jesus said in the book of John, chapter number 6, verse, verse uh, uh, 66. He said, the word that I speak to you are spirit and life. So this word is renewing your mind right now. Oh. So now you understand that, oh, I need to come out of that grave. I have no business sitting on the grave because Jesus has risen. I have no business justifying my bad behavior. Jesus has risen. I need to walk out of that. You say, is that easy? Yes, it's that easy. It's, it's easy. Listen, if you don't think it's easy, it will never be easy. Because you need to take the decision knowing that you are backed by heaven. And heaven does not fail. And God says something, he says it, he means it. If God says, I am saved, I am saved. That's my reality. So what I'm trying to tell you today is that you, you can renew your mind just now concerning the resurrection. To say that I have resurrection life in me. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So, so we, we go on. You know that the resurrection, the resurrection justified us. We are justified Resurrection. Justification is a process for which a guilty person is declared non-guilty. It's been justified. And why are we justified? Because Jesus was condemned. Not only was condemned, but condemned on our behalf. And then we are justified because somebody was condemned for what we did. Therefore, justification gives us a right to live a new life without a case against us. You know, we call something police clearance. Have you ever done a police clearance? Yes. Uh, in the police clearance, we, we, we go and they, took, they, took, they take the fingerprint and stuff, and they go and they match it with a criminal database. And if your fingerprint appears there, it doesn't matter who you are. You are in trouble. Even if you are the president, you are in trouble. Because they'll be looking for you because something matches with something. Hallelujah. Imagine our police clearance was tempered with. All the evidences were against us. So in your police clearance, it was written guilty. So anytime heaven has to print or to search for something, they found you guilty. Anytime Satan looks for you, he finds you guilty. Until Jesus came. My God. <laughs> Jesus went, entered the database of heaven, typed your name, and your fingerprint appeared. He put his hand on your fingerprints, swallows your fingerprints, and he stays there. And he became the guilty one. And because of that, he has to die. And when they crucified him and he came back to life, he came with new fingerprints. In a way, 
uh, that the guilty now has risen and is not guilty anymore. But in the meantime, he has changed the database of a crime that you committed. So now, when they accuse you and they take your fingerprint, it does not match any database because you are justified by his blood. So, so the sin, the sin that you committed is wiped away. The handwriting that was against you is wiped away. It led them. My God, I can stand and say, I am holy. Why? Because somebody, somebody took my pain. Somebody. And not only he came with a new fingerprint, but he gave me that new fingerprint. I'm justified. It's a, it's a, it's a, for those who study law, they will explain it better than me. But this is a, a system of law, a justified person. It means that you were accused and then they say it's not you. They clear you. They clear you. So now when heaven wants or police clearance, it's clear. This person has not been found guilty of any offense. Signed, written, approved, signed by the blood. He has never committed any offense. That's why Bible says your sins and your iniquity I'll remember no more. My God. It's signed. I'm not guilty anymore. When the devil comes to me and say, you have a young man that was drinking and was drunk in the street. I say, you made a mistake. That guy was dead. Yes. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. You can't, you can't come. That's why me, me, I'm not talking about the church. Me, I don't believe that I can be cursed. Maybe you, but me, I don't. I, I can pray for people for generation curse to be broken, but I don't pray for myself because I don't believe in that. But I'm not saying it does not exist. Everything that you believe exists. If Jesus said, let it be done according to your faith. He said, if you believe, it shall be so. So the moment I believe, I know it's behind me. I, it, I have, but when I don't believe, it does not exist for me. Hallelujah. I have been cleared. Say, I have been cleared. Say, I have been sanctified. Say, I have been justified. Whoa, I've been united in his death and resurrection. Therefore, I can stand tall before the people and say, I am no longer the same you used to know. Yes, I am no longer the one that you used to know. Now, I am a new person. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. Now, everything has become new. If you didn't believe that before you came to this service, I have a good news for you. You can believe now. It never took, you can believe now. I believe I'm so blessed. My God. I am so blessed that I'm annoyed by the blessing. Goodness shall hunt me down. <laughs> they, they don't chase me, they hunt me down. So it means if I hide, they will find me. I don't know who knows about the resurrection power, but that's what he has provided for you. <laughs> they were in the room, they were afraid. I read in my Bible, and then they said, 
on that evening, like tonight, securely locked, and Jesus was among them. He came through the walls, and he said, I'm not a ghost. My God, how can you come through the walls and you are not a ghost? It means by the time he rose from the dead, something changed. He was natural, yet not natural. And that's who you are. I said that's who you are. He died so that you can be like him. I told you yesterday. I won't go back to that message. Let's read. I want to... Oh, Lord, help me. Help me with this now. Let's read Romans chapter number 6, verse 3 to 4. And then we round up. Romans chapter number 6, verse 3 to 4. Quickly. Or do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ, Jesus was baptized into his death, and therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. This is a powerful scripture. Hallelujah. But I hope I could explain to you some of the stuff. This scripture is not talking about water baptism. I know many people use this for water baptism. Whenever they talk about water baptism, they talk about with. Hallelujah. John baptized with water. Hallelujah. It's not into. The into shows us he's talking about a deeper reality. Because whenever the word baptism is mentioned, people assume it's either water or spirit where we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. No. This water bapt- this baptism we're talking about is your new birth experience. Do you know that every time the, water bap- the word baptism is used in the word can mean different things? Let me give you some scriptures. My God, say help us. Yes. Read 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number uh, 10 verse 2, sorry. 1 Corinthians 10 2. And you will see. First Corinthians chapter number 10, verse 2. We were all baptized into in the cloud and in the sea. Does it mean that Moses is the water? He said we were baptized into. The word baptized here means to join Moses. It means we join Moses into the cloud and into the sea. Hallelujah. Uh, Lord, uh, I just, uh, help me, Lord, help me. Hallelujah. Let's read Galatians chapter number 3, verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ as put on Christ. So the word baptism here does not mean baptized into water. 
it means being joined with Christ. We were baptized into Christ. Hallelujah. He says so that we can live a newness of life. Let me give you more scriptures because for the doubters. Mm-hmm. I know people are doubting some of his things. So we need to, as uh, a scripture. Can we read from 1 Corinthians chapter number 6? I want us to read from verse 19. Hallelujah. Just put it there. He said, read it with me. One, two, three. Do you not know? Hallelujah. You are not your own. You are, somebody is talking. You are on your own. You have a temple. It means you have an embodiment of Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is in you. Hallelujah. So you and Christ have become one. And the Bible says he who joined himself with the Lord is one spirit with him. One spirit with him. So what we are, the reality that the Apostle Paul was trying to tell us here is that when you are born again, you are united with Christ. Hallelujah. I say when you are born again, you are what? That's what we call the baptism into Christ. It's not the baptism in the name of Christ. He said you shall go and baptize them in my name. Not into my, in my name. The water baptism is done in the name of Christ. But there's another baptism that is done so that you can join Christ. And that baptism is your salvation. All those who have given their lives to Christ, these people, such people, have come to a place where they are baptized into Christ. The Bible says, for we are baptized by one spirit into the body. We are baptized into the body. So when you were born again, you were baptized into Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, is it clear? So we take that for water baptism, but it's a bit of a mistake. It's not water baptism, that scripture. But we can also sometimes, I'm not saying you're going to hell if you do that. I'm just, I'm just trying to clarify and so that you can have a proper exegesis here that we will not mix up scripture and take it where it does not really mean that because it suits what we want to say. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so, so the Bible says that we are baptized into one body. We are baptized into we are baptized into to form the body. Can we go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12? Let me go very quickly. First Corinthians chapter number 12. I want to read from verse 13. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. He said, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. 
So as you are sitting here, you have already united yourself to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, That's the point I was trying to prove. That is not a journey. It's not something that you need to work out for. You are born again. You have united yourself to the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And they say, when it's like that, you need to walk in a newness of life. Because there is life in you. We are saved by grace. Through faith so that we will not boast. I just want to hand up with this. That doesn't matter who you think you are. Hallelujah. And doesn't matter who, what you think you have done. This can change in a split of second. By associating yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you come to a newness of life. Now the new life in you, that life cannot be destroyed by anything. Because that life supplants death. That life supplants the human life and gives you a a God nature so that you can stand tall in the midst of adversity and say, by the grace of the Lord, the life of God is in me. We were baptized into Christ. Say, I'm baptized into Christ. Say, meaning, say, I am baptized into Christ. So I have been put into Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Nothing else on come here. Come. This, is, this man is Nelson. When I call Nelson, do I need to say, Nelson, bring your legs, bring your intestine, bring your head, bring... <laughs> but do you know that this man standing here has intestines and all this stuff? Do you know he has a heart that is beating inside there? Do you see it? No, because it's baptized into him. Everything, God made it in a way that we may understand what he's trying to say. All his organs are baptized into him. In a way that, that, that the life of Nelson and the life of his organs are one. Amen. So if you attack one organ, you are attacking Nelson. That's why when the, uh, Paul was beating the disciples in the book of Act 9, Jesus came and said, why are you beating me? He said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Because when you hit somebody, you are hitting me. Because they are baptized into me. So you cannot persecute them without persecuting me. My God. So if you want to put the heart and the intestine of Nelson in jail, who are you putting in jail? And death and jail cannot contain the great I am. Amen. So it doesn't matter the persecution. You arise from the ashes of persecution because greater is he. Amen. You are baptized into Christ. You are baptized into Christ. I'm hidden in Christ. I'm hidden. My life is hidden in Christ. There is no devil in hell that can bind me. There is no devil in hell that can curse me because I am hidden. That's why if, if you put your mooties, I will walk on them and nothing will happen to me. Christian, I walk on mooty, my leg. What, what kind of Christian are you? Me, I walk on mooty, mooty are destroyed. Many years ago, they brought a witch doctor 
She brought the dolls. Those dolls, I said, I can speak. But they never spoke when I was there. So I brought them in front of the church. I put them there. It was like a bag. It was, like a, a, it was full. So I preached. And I said, what is this? That doll was standing there. I smacked the head in front of everybody. I crashed that door. And the dog couldn't speak. And the lady was, couldn't walk. And when they took her home, she walked. Because the door couldn't speak anymore. Greater is it that is in you. Today, today, I'm here to announce to you, you are, there is something in you that you don't understand. The life of God is being activated in you. Go and prosper. Go and succeed. Go and overcome. Go and overcome all these nonsenses that the devil has put in your way. It just, it's just a lie. It's just a lie. You are not under bondage. You are under freedom. You are... You are not under condemnation. You are under grace. You, you. So I was feeling sad. You say I was feeling sad when I slept. Praise God, I slept it away. When I woke up this morning, a new creator, his mercies are new. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. When I slept yesterday, I slept those things away from me. Today, I'm arising as a new man. It's done. Ooh. Tell the witches in your area, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yo, yo, yo. Tell that depression, I'm coming back. I take my name off Bloomke. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I went to visit somebody in one of those institutions where they put people that are struggling. And I was sitting there. And the doctor came and said, come in. I said, no. He said, no, sir, come in. I said, no. He thought I was cuckoo here. He said, he said, then he took his list. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm not one of your patients. I came to help your patients. <laughs> he said, oh, who do, are you coming to say? I said, the name. He said, oh, wait a bit. And he laughed. He looked at me and laughed. He thought because I sit on a chair, I'm a patient. No, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh, far be from me. It's not where I'm sitting physically that determines me. It's where I'm sitting spiritually that determines me. I'm sitting in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, far above all names, I am seated in Christ Jesus. So today, if you have an history of depression, it stops here. We're going to pray for it, it stops here. This is a bus stop. It stops here. Because God is in our midst. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Hallelujah. God, 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 God. Hallelujah. You know, life is so good. I was in the hostel 
with a student and the previous years, yo, it was not good. It was not good. Then throughout that year, at the end of the year, I gave my life to Jesus. Or Jesus took me in. Then when we came for the second year, one of my friends was lying in his bed. He said, who are you? I said, ah, don't you know me? He said, no, the guy that was here with us last year is not this guy. Ooh. And he was a Muslim. I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. That can testify for the mouth of a Muslim. That is not the same. You know what happened to me? Those years, we all, we, I was a child of a pastor, but I was not a, a child of God. Because you can be a child of a pastor, but not be a child of God. Okay. So we went to evangelize in another town. I will knock at the door. Somebody came out. When he saw me, he said, you. I said, what? He said, what are you doing here? I said, I came to evangelize. He said, I know you. I said, well, and he said the name of the place where he met me. I said, my friend, you evangelized. I cannot evangelize here because they know me here. You see, the devil has that tendency of making you feel guilty because of your past. I'm here as an ambassador of God to say your past is over and your future is before you. That you cannot be fine anymore because of what you did before. No, it's a new life. It's a new life. Arise and shine for your light has come. I prophesy over you that the time to arise has come in your life. That this Passover is a prophetic time in your life for you to arise into higher dimension of glory, into higher heart, into higher dimension, into higher heart. I prophesy over your life today that your past is over and your future is open. I prophesy that those of you to know you will know you no more. I prophesy that that thing that you did at work and now they are having a, a, a hearing against you because you repented, God will step in and give you grace. I prophesy uh, that that old man is dead. Now you have put on Christ and Christ is walking with you. May the glory of the Lord go before you. Can we all stand? I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I'm a new creation. The old is gone. Now everything has become new. Let it be my reality. Let, it, let me believe this. The way people used to know me, let them know me as Christ in me. Today, I get off the habits that don't glorify your name. I choose to believe that I am free from any bondage, from any oppression, from any depression. I decide today to walk in victory, to walk in the blessing, to walk in success, because the grace of the Lord is with me. Give a hand to our Lord this morning.